0: Hi, Josephine. Hi,
1: Miss Wendy. I feel like it's
0: been a minute. Do you?
1: Yeah, it has. It, it really has. It's been
0: a long, long time since I've fe- seen your face. Mm-hmm. But your here we are. Glorious cherubic face. Here it is. <laughs> You've done a peel. You're good. Yes. There it is.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I had done a peel.
0: Welcome. Welcome to Art Time of August.
1: Of August.
0: Art Time of the Month, the August edition. August yes. 2019. We are both exhausted.
1: Yeah, it's been a summer.
0: Jesus, H, mother bitch. Yes, it's been a summer. We are exhausted.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But totally. But we have so much to say about what happened this month. So There's a lot going on. There's so much going on. But we are making time to get catty about what happened in August.
1: Yeah, so let's do it. Ready? Yeah.
0: Okay. We are going to talk about Boys Who Dance
1: hmm Hashtag boys of dance.
0: Hashtag Lara Spencer's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. We are going to talk about Merrily We Roll Along. hmm And we'll get into that in a second. A bunch of Broadway shows closed, as I knew they would.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as you had foreseen.
0: As I definitely predicted here on this podcast. Um, and then we had some films that we saw And a lot of television has happened. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. much television has happened. Shall we talk about the television?
1: Let's go. Let's do it. We need
0: to talk about BH90210.
1: Oh, geared.
0: There's so much to say about that. We need to talk about Veronica Mars, the reboot. Yes. We're going to talk about a black lady sketch show. We're going to talk about Dear White People, we're going to talk about Tiffany Haddish. They ready.
1: They ready. first
0: series on Netflix. We're going to talk about Mindhunter season two. We're going to talk about Mindy Kaling's Four Weddings and a Funeral on Hulu, The Righteous Gemstones on HBO, and then, ladies, ladies, and one gentleman. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk to you about the return of Glitter Sports. Mm-hmm. The Glitter Sports are back. <laughs> if you didn't know now you know um so we're gonna talk about so you think you can dance yeah, and be- dancing with the stars season 529
1: yes <laughs> season 525,600
0: I mean, <laughs> right because we'll Basically. never we'll never run out of celebrities no bruno Talmioli will never die Ever. He's
1: like a mako shark. He has to continually move in order to be...
0: He does. Or else he'll perish. Or else
1: he'll die. He'll die dead. (laughs)
0: All right. So let's talk about Boys Who Dance. Um, Do you want to break that down for us and tell us what happened? Yeah. So Laura Spencer... First of all,
1: let's talk about
0: Laura Spencer. Okay. Tell me. Sorry. I was like, you break it down. Hold up. Let me interject. I just want to state for the record that Laura Spencer hosts Flea Market Flip... On HGTV.
1: What is that?
0: I don't understand how she's all of a sudden a GMA correspondent as well. Flea market flip is when she gets some raggedy ass people. Now I shouldn't say they're raggedy ass people because you and I could totally do this together.
1: (laughs) Is Is it a game show? She's like,
0: we're here at the Long Island City flea market. And this is our couple, Wendy and Joe. (laughs) And they like to craft together and blah, blah, blah. And they're going up against a sister and brother team, so-and-so. And And then you're given like three challenges and you have to go and find some crap at the flea market and flip it and make it into like high-end shit and sell it for a profit.
1: Oh, and whoever has the most profit wins? Yes. Okay. So
0: she hosts this tacky, tacky show... And then all of a sudden, she's like offending the whole dance community on GMA. So, cut to that. Yeah, Talk so
1: that. Um, Laura Spencer, uh, I guess, on GMA, uh, which it's, I guess, still a thing. Yeah. Like, the only reason why anyone watches GMA is the day after Dancing with the Stars, they right? have the eliminated couple on.
0: Da
1: da da We we be doing that at least five more times.
0: We so just stay tuned. for
1: Get it. used to it. Simmons. Get into it. Yes. Um, and she basically was going over, I guess, a curriculum of Prince George, uh, who is William and Kate's son, in, and
0: six years old,
1: and six years old, and a child, you know, a, a child, and going over his uh, his his curriculum, and one of the things that he enjoys to do, and is on his curriculum, is ballet. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, apparently that fact... Um,
0: Which she pronounced incorrectly and then, m- like, openly mocked.
1: Yeah. Oh, did she say... What did she say? She
0: said, ballet. And that's uh, incorrect. So it's ballet.
1: Ballet. Ah, yeah. like 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 ballet. Billy Elliot.
0: <laughs> ballet. Ballet. <laughs> it's ballet. Yeah. <laughs> it's ballet. Yes. yeah. Um, but, yeah, she made, like, a big joke about it.
1: And, like, laughed and... Openly.
0: And then invited...
1: The other people on the panel. Other people
0: on the panel and the audience like in on the joke and it was a really uncomfortable moment Um, and it was and then kind of made some flipping comment about like hey, I got news for you he won't last there blah 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 like it was wildly yeah. sexist and yeah. ageist and out of place and weird and it was just so dumb.
1: Yeah, it's very misogynistic because it's like you're criticizing you're criticizing the feminine mm-hmm. w- and a mask and a boy, you know, masculine mm-hmm. presenting. Who who even knows, right? A royal, yeah.
0: Furthermore, a royal, yeah. Flea market flip. <laughs> the royal, house of, the
1: house of Windsor. Exactly.
0: Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Know your place, Laura Spencer. Yeah. But also too, the beautiful thing that came out of this was the dance community like so quickly rose to the occasion and they were like, there was an immediate response from some of the biggest names in dance from Debbie Allen to Baryshnikov to like Mrs. Jean Kelly. Exactly. Mrs. Jean Kelly. Exactly. And like the, the response being that boys dance at every age boys who dance are often up against this kind of scrutiny and bullying and sexism. And, uh, and so many men who dance, who are like amazingly powerful dancers, like learned all of their strength, their confidence and everything through this extreme discipline. And all of them were like, we wish we started at Prince George's age. Yeah. But fuck you for like putting that stigma out there. We
1: wish that we had parents who supported us.
0: Exactly. So, Travis Wall, like everybody else, they were like, cool, let's rally dance community. And Monday morning, everyone shows up in Times Square. All of the, like over 300 men took a ballet class in the center of Times Square to give giant middle fingers to Lara Spencer. She then sat down with the three of them and like interviewed them all. I felt like she had an honest apology moment. She definitely talked about it being like a, a learning moment for her. I'm learning. <laughs> She's like I'm learning. Uh. Like, granted, foot and mouth, asshole. You yeah. know you did, but yeah.
1: the Instagram post with the mountains that
0: was so stupid. And then she like took the comments off of it too. She wouldn't let people comment on it. She made this like really insincere apology on Instagram. That was like reach for your dreams. I say, go for it. Blah, blah, blah. Like it was very, yeah, no matter what, go for it. I'm
1: like, Oh, but you know, that's not the point.
0: Absolutely not the point. So then the follow up being that Monday morning moment that felt like a direct apology to dancers in the community, to the camera apologizing. Debbie Allen was like, you owe the Royal family an apology. You owe the dance community an apology. Um, yeah, it was it was a big, big, big moment in arts this month.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think my favorite, my favorite response of like internet people, Instagram people, was this uh, singer actor in LA. His name is Kenton Chen, and he posted a beautiful Instagram story where he talks about. How when he was younger, he would go um, with his parents to go pick up his sister from ballet class, mm-hmm. or he would he would um, watch or something, and he would know um, he would um, uh, he he would pick it up, and he was starting to really get it and pick it up, but then he his parents discouraged him, mm. and it's because of. Now he's like, it took him forever to get to a point where he even wanted to set foot in a dance class again. Mm-hmm. And if you follow him on Instagram, there's a lot of pictures of him, like taking like hip hop classes and stuff and getting back into that. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, how much, uh, how much better would I have been for it if I mm-hmm. didn't have these societal pressures and yeah. that, and a culture that told me that. was
0: afraid that dance exactly. will make you gay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so, so yeah so I was like oh yeah because that's that's kind of the response I was looking for mm-hmm. was someone who like I'm no I'm directly affected by this yeah,
0: yeah. definitely um, and it was just I mean ultimately a very stupid 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 turn of phrase from an uneducated person on air turned into a very beautiful and enlightening moment highlighting the importance of gender equality in every art form yeah and there that is
1: yeah, absolutely, so and and it's like yeah, you. It, it's one of those things where it's like it's a foot and mouth moment because you thought that you were making something that other people would be accomplice to mm-hmm. that uh, uh, that you were, you know, you were saying something that you felt like oh this is a true thing mm-hmm. this is a thing that is real and 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 true
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it's like no actually you're actually, just an asshole the
0: world is more woke than you are so yeah. don't say stupid things like that yeah. Um, well, lesson learned, Lara Spencer. Go yeah. back to the flea markets. Mm-hmm. The royals are going to keep dancing. Exactly. As well as all the other little boys who want to dance.
1: I would be very, very interested to see what happens to her after this. Because Yeah, we'll
0: see. I don't know. You know. Yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to come of her career after this. Um, but believe that we'll talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's talk about the big, big news that just happened. Richard Linklater... Uh, just announced that he's going to be filming the next Boyhood, essentially. Um, Boyhood was his Academy Award-winning winning film that was filmed over 12 years?
1: Um, something like that, yeah. Twelve. And it was
0: filmed like every two or four years or something they would get together, right?
1: They would get together and it was, I forget what the kid's name was, but it was um, Ethan Hawke was attached uh-huh, to it. And Arquette. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and she won the Oscar for it. And so like just telling the story in real time of the story of growing up in boyhood, right? Um, He has announced recently that he's going to be doing that same concept over 20 years, the Mm -hmm. next 20 years, with Ben Platt and Beanie Feldstein, uh, and they are going to be uh, filming Merrily We Roll Along, honoring Stephen Sondheim's musical. So basically what they're doing is filming all of the flashback scenes. Now. Now, as they are in their twenties, beginning their careers, so that twenty years from now, when they're forty, they'll film the present day scenes, which is fucking genius. Yeah, I don't like Sondheim, and I'm stoked for this movie. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's twenty years. Like in twenty
0: forty, guys. Yeah, twenty forty. time of the month is still around.
1: It's twenty forty. I mean,
0: twenty forty. Where are you going to be in twenty years, Joe?
1: Oh my god, I'll be fifty three. Oh no, uh, yeah, 20, 53. Be 51, 60. 51.
0: I'll be 60.
1: Yeah, I'll be 50, you'll be 60.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. we we'll have to
1: wait that long. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, I'll be 60 years old. Will they even be able to sing by then? I mean, they're Ben Platt and Beanie Feldstein. They sing their faces off. I mean, that's the other genius piece of this too, is that he kind of like, nailed casting. And isn't Brody Jenner in it too?
1: Brody Jenner is playing the other guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, the casting of this is that Beanie and Ben have been best friends since they were teenagers. Yeah. Right? They're both each other's soulmates. So they're absolutely guaranteed to be in each other's lives for the next 20 years, right? Maybe. Well, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, regardless, they're committed to filming this for the next 20 years together, you know? So they have that history personally and professionally. That's insane to me. I just, I don't know. I'm really fascinated with the concept, even though I'm like Sondheim, whatever. I don't know. Those are my thoughts.
1: Yeah, I, I just like that's that's a commitment because think about if yeah. that if they did this twenty years ago, mm-hmm. right? So that'd be 1999.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And remember where you were in 1999.
0: Uh huh.
1: Like that's just that's a lot of time. Yeah. That like we we may not have a world. (laughs) Well, what's
0: interesting? This is true. That's true. Our planet could be dead by by twenty forty. What's interesting is that when Boyhood came out, it was so revolutionary because no one knew they were doing it that whole time. So no one knew that this cast was reassembling every couple of years and doing this, like so that when the movie hit, that was the story, and that was everything everyone was talking about on the junket, and when it won the awards, et cetera, et cetera like now we're preparing ourselves to watch the development of this movie as it happens over the next 20 years. Yeah. That's
1: And their star of will continue too. to rise. I Completely.
0: Mean,
1: you got mini Matthew McConaughey. You have, you know, um Neil Patrick Harris, and then you know Beanie Feldstein, who is well, we'll, we'll talk about that later. What she, um she's in the new cast of American Crime Story. The <gasps>
0: yes, yeah. oh my gosh, we have to add that to the list too. Yes, so
1: we'll, we'll wet your palate, listener, and we'll.
0: Put oh that my towards the end. god! Yes. Well, I feel like that's a good segue, though. We have to talk about it.
1: Okay, so American Crime Story. American Crime Story. Clinton. The
0: Clinton-Monica Lewinsky scandal. And she's
1: going to play Monica.
0: And that is also fucking perfect casting. I'm so glad that Beanie Feldstein is, like, having her moment. Yeah. You know, like, from Booksmart, even, like, to her Broadway debut in Hello, Dolly. Like...
1: Lady Bird. Like, (laughs) where she was in Merrily We Roll Along (laughs) in Lady Bird.
0: Yes, So she's, like, she's just having such a great moment right now. And when they announced her as Monica Lewinsky... yeah. About Lost My Damn Mind. Yeah.
1: I think the biggest gag of, of all of that, though, the biggest gag is that Monica's an executive producer. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that Monica Lewinsky is having her goddamn moment. She's like, listen.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, me too. Yeah. Hey, everybody.
0: Hey, guys. Hey,
1: everybody with your pussy grabbing president. Hey. Remember me?
0: Remember when a blowjob ruined my life? Awesome. Yeah. Hey. Cool. Um, Now she's going to have the last laugh. and Oh, my God. I can't wait. It's just going to be brilliant. Yeah. It's going to be so good. I can't wait. Um, Okay. So lots of shows closed on Broadway this month. Those shows were. Mm -hmm. And if you hearken back (laughs) to our Tony episode in June. (laughs) um, We discussed in detail the Cher show. (laughs) We discussed King Kong. I don't think we discussed Pretty Woman because it wasn't nominated for shit.
1: we didn't It wasn't even on our radar. It
0: wasn't even on our radar. Um, but Andy Carls in that, and his wife Orfey. and uh, regardless, all three of those shows closed on the same day. And Godspeed God there, it is. there were some Tonys that came out of that. Stephanie J. Block won her Tony for that. yes,
1: her career Tony. And then
0: five minutes later, the show announced its closing. As we knew it would, and then the puppet King Kong got
1: got its puppet
0: got its puppetry. Tony,
1: we had Danny Bernstein writing writing King Kong Danny to the Bernstein theater. Danny Bernstein
0: wrote a big gorilla. There it is. Moving on. Make way for new Broadway shows. Yes, huzzah! Are you ready to dive in?
1: To the TV or do you to want film? To do TV or film? Let's do film,
0: okay? Film quickie quicks because we you haven't seen a lot.
1: No, I haven't watched a film in a theater except today. You
0: did. Tell us what you saw today.
1: Well, today I saw "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark," which is very on brand for uh-huh. for me lately. Uh-huh. Um, I saw it with Ashley. Hey, Ash. Hi. She's listening. I know. Sweet. Um, and it was fine. <laughs> it was very scary. If I was a if I was a kid, which the 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 books were like the books were anthology stories that were kind of campy, but mm-hmm. terrifying if you were a child and what, and Guillermo del Toro is attached to this. He's not the main writer, nor is he the director, but he is attached to uh, the production. And so it was a little more violent and traumatic. If I was like a younger kid, was, if, this would be a lot of, this was my first, if I was a kid and this was the first time I saw something scary in a the theater,
0: mm-hmm.
1: this would have meant a lot.
0: Or if you were Wendy and you were seeing it in the theater. Cause yeah.
1: You, you wouldn't have been able to.
0: Person.
1: Yeah. Because there was like, it's interesting when they show like violence happening to kids. Mm-hmm. Like that was what, eh. that's what happened with It. Like eh. the, the new It because they uh-huh. showed stuff. Has that and part
0: two come out yet?
1: It's coming out uh, the 6th of September.
0: There you go. And
1: I will be there in the theater opening okay. weekend. i um, probably going to watch the, the first one soon. Mm-hmm. Just to refresh my memory. Yeah. Because they didn't wait 27 years <laughs> to no. do it. And they're yeah. not going to Richard Linkletter that. No. Uh, they But they picked some really good adult casting. But anyway, Scary Stories Tell in the Dark. Uh, probably if, if your kids are spooky and they're budding spooky people, this is a good one to take them. Out of
0: 10, what would you give it?
1: Out of 10... Um, just because it's like a purely fun movie, I would probably give it five or six. Wow. Yeah. Because it's
0: solidly mediocre.
1: Solidly mediocre. Because it's like there's some things in there, but there's also some eye-rolly things. Mm-hmm. They they take a little bit long in the exposition. There's really no there's really no discussion of why the story like they didn't need to have the stories be a part of a larger story. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole explanation to how it's the stories are a plot device. Okay. And what they should have done was they should have just made an anthology where you walk, where you walk in and it's like (laughs) 90 minutes of like short clips of each of the stories. Uh That would have been better. That would have been my preferred. Okay. Which is a horror thing? That's a horror trope. A well lot then of.
0: make your movie, Josephine.
1: I know we'll wait twenty years once. Make it's, your movies. once it's you exactly. Make your movie exactly. We'll be
0: watching Merrily we roll along, and Josephine will be making the movie he wants to make exactly. There you go. Stay tuned for that in twenty forty. Um, I saw the farewell mm-hmm. with Aquafina. Yeah, which we were supposed to talk about last month, but neither of us saw it.
1: No, still haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, i feel like you'll see it on a plane okay um Ooh, okay it'd be a good it's a slow jam yeah it's a slow jam it it's is, a
1: it's a like let's get some time to pass
0: it is a beautiful film it is a slow jam um, and that's what I have to say about it but aquafina is stunning in it um, it's like some, like I've never seen her in anything like that before. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's really lovely and understated and just a love letter to culture and family. And especially when you are like Americanized
1: yeah, mm-hmm. with
0: deep ties to your family's culture. And, um, and so that is the whole story of like going back to, to China for, for this farewell to, uh, their grandmother. Um, under the guise of a wedding, right? And it's it's charming and lovely and also like uh, heartbreaking and beautiful and a real slow jam.
1: Okay. Just
0: slow moving, Get but ready. subtle and lovely and understated. So, definitely loved it, would definitely recommend it, but like if given the option to watch it again, I don't know that. I could like breathe through that again, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here's what I would see again in a hot second, though. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I would go and see Blinded by the Light in five minutes if it was playing. Okay. Like I would go again right now.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I mean, like it looks really great. It is. I I don't have an affinity.
0: So I for thought,
1: Bruce Springsteen.
0: I. Don't really either. Mm -hmm. I'm not a mega fan. I can appreciate his body of work. I know the classics, you know. Um, I went and saw it with Carla, who is a Bruce mega fan. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, She had put out on Facebook that she was like, I'm going to go and see this tonight if anyone wants to come. And I was getting out of rehearsal early and I was like, I think I can meet you. I really want to go. I needed to just like sit still and turn my brain off. And so I went with her. And the two of us like, laughed and wept and like smiled with joy and glee and also like hearts broken this whole movie it was so beautiful it's about this like beautiful Pakistani family in England um who are experiencing like the racism of the 80s you know and this kid who's feeling like he's living in the slums you know Because he is a Pakistani teenager, you know, in a predominantly white suburb, racist suburb. Uh, And then he finds the music of Bruce Springsteen and realizes, like, this guy's talking about getting out of the slums, too, you know. And getting out of the working class and finding a better life. And, you know, so again, like, he's kind of, like, juxtaposed against, like, wanting to, like, forge his own way. But also wanting to honor his family's wishes. And uh, and that juxtaposed against the music of the boss was just, like, perfect. Affection, It was so good. Okay. Carla said it's one of her new top tens.
1: Oh, that's saying it's something. It made
0: its way into her top ten. Yeah. Like, it's real good. Okay. Like, I would give it a nine out of ten.
1: A nine out of ten? A
0: nine. Okay. I would give The Farewell a 7.5.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. 7.5 over... Okay.
0: Uh-huh. But Blinded by the Light, nine. Okay. Do it.
1: Do we, do we bring up the fact that Blinded by the Light is a Manfred Mann song that Bruce Springsteen redid?
0: I thought it was the other way around. I thought Bruce wrote it, and then they did it. I don't know.
1: I, I feel like they started, they did it first, mm-hmm. right?
0: No, Bruce did it first. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Talk about things, and I'll look that up yeah. real
1: quick. Yeah, vamp, we're vamping. We're
0: vamping, we're vamping, Blind. It's interesting
1: to me when you have, like, so like you can always tell when hollywood is um has its pulse on something because not before blinded by the light you had you know a young um a young south asian man from britain doing the music of a like white band white artists in yesterday mm-hmm. and it's so funny cuz it's like you know they how things like that are um who, who come come to have
0: Bruce Springsteen in 1973. He wrote it. Manfred Mann in 1976. Okay. So Manfred Mann made it popular and what we know it is. Um, but Good. it was a Bruce jam. Okay. There you go. Good. Sorry.
1: What were you saying? <laughs> no, no, no. That's fine. Uh, it's just like interesting how that all kind of happens with like how Hollywood and you can't keep things to secret too long because now we have like two British movies featuring like, you know, featuring Brown people in Britain doing songs by white artists Mm -hmm. or like finding meaning in songs by white artists. Stories are different enough.
0: I had a lot of conversation around yesterday, versus Blinded by the Light. Yeah. mm -hmm. Not versus, but both of them. And I've seen both of them. You will see both of them on a plane. Mm -hmm. I am sure. Um, And they are very, very different movies. You know, Mm -hmm. I think the similarities being that they're English films, starring brown characters, brown like leading actors, which is wonderful um, in terms of like visibility and representation and all of that. But like in the end, these are really different. Very, very, very different movies. Yeah. The similarities are there though because of the music references and casting. Yeah. And they're British. And
1: isn't Blinded by the Light based on a true story? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, it is. God, it's so good. It's so fucking good. Okay. You got to see it. I'm going to yell at you about it. I'll throw things at you. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. okay. She threatened me with I, violence. I
0: threatened you with violence. Um, okay. But it'll
1: be like, it's like fun violence. It's like, it's
0: like, like it's glitter. It's like slap and tickle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like a glitter bomb. It's yes. Um, okay. Run, Brittany, run. I am still waiting to see. Okay. That. It was supposed, it is, and was released mid-August, but not nationwide. Okay. So it's not out in San Diego yet, and I swear to God, every fucking weekend I'm like, "Is it out yet? Is it out yet? Is it out yet?" And I don't have, I don't even have time on the weekends to go see it, I but mean, I really want to. <laughs> I know. Okay. So anyway, I am waiting for that film.
1: We'll have more to talk about that when it is. Uh, when, when I it finally comes see out.
0: that movie, I'm gonna have so much to say about it. It's gonna be so real. Okay. We're moving into televisions. Tell me. I would like you to talk, please, first about the Veronica Mars reboot. Oh,
1: uh, a long time ago. We used to be friends. Ah, uh, I love, so Veronica Mars um, was a show back in the early 2000s. I never saw. You never saw?
0: I never saw a single episode. Okay
1: um is i that didn't homework for me now? not
0: really no, no. <laughs> good
1: thank
0: you for that I don't it's have not time a
1: for it. yeah it's not for it's not it's definitely of its time
0: got it cuz it
1: was like around that time of like the oc and yes. you know which is my time for, for like that kind of high mm-hmm. soap opera television but the premise of Ver- veronica mars in its first incarnation was that she was a um she was a high school private detective so her her father is the disgraced sheriff of a town um which is basically like it's funny cuz it's like um it, it they filmed a lot of it in san diego and the town is called neptune um which is supposed to be like kind of Orange County, like Del Mar area because they talk about going down to San Diego all the wasn't time. was it
0: local? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, and it's funny because like if you go watch the old stuff. they cast they,
0: a lot of local actors. They
1: cast there. a lot yeah. of lo- local actors. They did a lot of like the hotel where they hide witnesses at is the Ocean Beach Hotel. Mm. Um, they, um, the Mars Investigations Office is like on Normal Street and you can tell it's on Normal Street. Wow.
0: Um,
1: or on Adams in Normal Heights. See,
0: that kind of makes me want to watch it. So
1: it's, it's fun for that. Just for
0: the local reference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fun
1: for the local references. uh, But the thing about it is that so she her father's a disgrace, disgrace sheriff who ends up becoming a private detective and she is his assistant and then is doing like it's a it's a procedural in that she has been doing cases for her classmates. And she also helps her father on cases like stakeouts yes, and stuff. Yes, got it. So it's fun, plucky. It's Kristen Bell. It's her first really breakout mm-hmm. thing, which, like, love, 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 love her. And I actually didn't watch it live either. Mm-hmm. So I binged watched, uh, there's only three seasons. I binge watched all three seasons in anticipation. Why didn't I
0: think that it had a much longer run. mm
1: no only three okay um binge watched all three seasons uh in anticipation of the film that got released which was one of the first like crowdfunded like it was a kickstarter movie i remember that and the fans got that film made Mm -hmm. and it was like veronica returns and brought up all that stuff and it was really cool because like oh this is really great and then that was like you know five four or five years ago and then you have the reboot now, which is just six or eight episodes, short season. And basically, they it's like an adult Veronica. So mm. if you, who, however old you were when you watched it, like for me, you know, I was like in high school. You, as an adult, I appreciate it more because they did grow her. Cool. So it's nice that they like there's like it's hulu also so like they can mm-hmm. swear they can show like much steamier sex scenes mm-hmm. and those little things it's who's like having
0: sex on veronica Mars. veronica really and then
1: her boyfriend who's the her poor boyfriend who she had a who love
0: not dax shepherd who
1: is not dax shepherd but Goodness. it's um oh my god what his name is it's jason something um but he plays her like boyfriend who is a kind of like um, Special Forces Naval Intelligence Officer, okay. and he is ripped AF. Like All it's... Right. I, I'll I'll find a link and I'll send you. Okay. But I don't like him. See, that's the thing is that I never liked him for Veronica. Uh-huh. I liked this other guy that she was with, and mm. yeah. So anyway, long story, very long. It's very good. It will. It's, it's worth it if you were a fan to go back and watch old episodes because there's uh-huh. a lot of references to old stuff uh-huh. and a lot of your favorite characters come back in, like, little bit parts and everything. But it's, like, t- it tackles gentrification mm-hmm. and, like, um, because that's kind of also what's happening in Ocean Beach right now, yeah. which is where they filmed a lot of it, too. Yeah. And, yeah, it's really interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, speaking of shows that if you were a fan of, <laughs> you should go back and watch. Um, and this is maybe not very good. Now, th- I am 10 years older than you, as we've established in our Meritly We Roll Along conversation. Yes. it's
1: <laughs> and, and 10 years prior to Veronica Mars was definitely...
0: 90210
1: Yes Beverly Hills
0: Beverly Hills 90210 Now In the early 90s If you were an up and coming teenager Mm -hmm. This show was your whole life Yeah And when Luke Perry died Everyone was like Gentlemen If your girl grew up in the 90s Check on her today We are not okay And we were not okay that day Luke Perry was a very very big part of our lives. I had his poster on my door and everything. So, Beverly Hills 90210, 10 years from like 1990 to 2000. Um Oh my
1: god, yeah, huh.
0: It was it was huge. Yeah. And mm, okay. it was a very very big part of my life. Now, all 10 seasons are on Hulu except that they omit certain episodes because of music rights.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. At the
0: time, especially when they got into later episodes with like the Peach Pit After Dark and stuff like that, uh, and they had artists coming on and like there was like live music happening and all that, uh, a lot of the music prevented them from releasing on streaming services. So, anyway, cut to the year 2019. Mm hmm. Now, actually, lies. Cut to late 90s. There was a reboot called 90210 on the CW. Uh,
1: was that it was late like, 90s? It was
0: late 90s. Wait.
1: It was 2000s.
0: Lies. Yes, it was late 2000s.
1: It was actually mid-2000s because they did Spring Awakening.
0: Correct. <laughs> yes. So you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do know okay. what you're talking about. And. Donna, Kelly. Some of them came back. Shannon Doherty. They had like little teeny cameos in it. But like we all of a sudden we were like 90210 is back. Oh my god. But it wasn't. It was like a crappy watered-down CW version of like the newer versions of these characters. Kind of like that shit they did with Saved by the Bell, like the new class, right? It's not the same. (laughs) Yes. It's not the same. same. Anyway. So (laughs) I will get on my fucking high horse about this shit. So then. What are your thoughts? I'm sorry.
1: I, I actually like the new class, but that's okay. <laughs> are
0: we in a fight now? Are we in a fight? Am I throwing things at you again?
1: I, I mean, I, I never watched the... I mean, the only uh, episodes of the old class that I watched was when they were... Um, uh, when it was Leah Remini and they were on the beach. Uh, they were working at the, the... That was
0: the old class for you? <laughs>
1: that was the... That's the old class, right? When they were on... Leah, Leah Remini? Leah Remini. That
0: was like... So late into the series.
1: Yeah, that's the old... Like, I never watched it when it was like... You
0: light. are a fetus.
1: <laughs> I did like the new class. You what can are I say? You
0: tadpole. Yeah. My goodness. Oh, <laughs> I am I'll 80. Sing the,
1: I'll sing the Bayside High song for you later, then. I <laughs>
0: am 85 years old. There you go. Okay. So, cut to... Yes. 2019. BH 90210. <laughs> now... The premise for this show is so bad that it's good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So this is one of those, it's so bad, it's good.
0: They are, like, hyper aware of the fact that they are too old to be doing this shit. Yeah. And they're poking fun at it. So the premise is that it's a show within a show. Like, the actors themselves, as named, Ian Ziering, Jenny Garth. Like, the actors are playing themselves, actors, who are... Trying to band together to get the reboot of Beverly Hills 90210. No. <laughs> oh, no. Is so it, it like. It's a show within a show.
1: Is it like Bewitched with Nicole Kidman and Will Ferrell where she's basically a witch and they're trying to get Bewitched remade? I don't know if you ever watched that.
0: I think I did, but I th- think I fell asleep in it. <laughs> okay. Anyway.
1: But it's a show within a show.
0: Show within a show. So the premise is so bad that it's good. It's funny because these actors, right? So like Tori Spelling is playing Tor, right? The executive producer of Beverly Hills Not To Another Reboot. Because her father was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's tons of references to like growing up a spelling and like the nepotism there and how she had to work for it and blah, blah, blah. blah. Except that now, like when they cut to like Tori's home life, they give her like a fake husband who is not Dean McDermott. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> but she still has like seven kids. It's all like a bajillion her. kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the same thing with like Kelly, um, not Kelly Taylor, uh, Jenny Garth.
1: Jenny Garth. Like, yeah. Like she
0: pokes fun at the fact that she just got divorced again, and she has a teenage daughter, and blah blah. You know, so like there's lots of references to who they are in real life and who they became and who they got through.
1: How's Andrea?
0: <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Ah! Ah! Now, you remember when we talked about Andrea Zuckerman at the the SAG Awards?
1: Yes, because she's the president of SAG. She's the
0: president of the Screen Actors Guild. That is noted in BH90210.
1: That she's the president of SAG?
0: She is, because the show kind of opens with Jason Priestley getting into a fight on set and blah, 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 and she calls him and she's like, Jay, why did I have to hear about this through da, 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 yeah. So anyway... (laughs) Because she can ruin all their fucking lives. Here's <laughs> what I'm here for in this series, though. <laughs> Andrea Zuckerman is getting her whole lesbian story. Finally. <gasps> yes! Andrea Zuckerman, you live your leszy life. Go ahead. Finally. Um, She's a late in life les? Well, so technically it's Gabby. So is Gabby Gabrielle les? Carteris, no, oh, is okay. married and a grandmother- in real life.
1: Oh, Jesus. And so they. Well, she was like a bajillion years old. All, she was, and they talked
0: them. about that too. And so, like, there's so much that I'm like, yes, I knew you were 80 when you felt
1: Is Shannon Doherty in
0: this? Yes. Oh, God.
1: Do yes. they talk about her cancer?
0: No. Oh, okay. They haven't, not yet. No. Um,
1: Oh, see, now I'm interested.
0: (laughs) I know. And they reference Luke Perry in the very first episode in a way that's very subtle and understated. And they just kind of talk about, like, all of them being together again, almost all of them, you know, and just kind of having, like, a moment for him. And, like, it's lovely and touching and weird. And, like, every week that there's a new episode out, I'm like, oh, God, I have to watch this shit. It's so bad. But, like, it's bad, (laughs) And it's still so good. So then all of them are banding together to get this reboot up and running, but there's like a stalker out there. So somebody's stalking the cast, the original cast of 902 and So they're fictional. like coming for them. Okay. So there's like fictional elements within them trying to get this <laughs> reboot up. It's all very layered. It's very layered and complex, and I'm so fucking here for it. It is not at all. The 90210 that was a part of my life in the 90s. Okay. It's not that.
1: So Tori Spelling was Donna, right? Yes. Okay. So were you, I only say that to just make sure I'm referencing the right person. Please. So were you team Brenda Mm. or team Kelly? Kelly. Always. (gasps) Really? Always. Really? Always. That's intriguing. Yes.
0: And then because Brenda, Brenda. (laughs) I was Brenda, I was team Brenda in college Okay. When she got to college and she was like an actor, mm-hmm. like a legit actor, like a cat on a hot tin roof actor, yeah, uh-huh. and like people accused her of sleeping with the director for the part. That's when I was like, "Yes, Brenda, you get it." Yes, um, not that I encourage sleeping with directors for parts, but <laughs> <laughs> don't you go fall away from your <laughs> microphone. <laughs> but when Brenda was like doing her actor thing and like really taking herself seriously and like finding that path. Kelly was going crazy and like joining a cult. Yes, and that's when I was like, Kelly, I don't have it for you. I'm here for Brenda right now. Um,
1: is is Aust- is Brian Austin Green in this?
0: Goddamn right he is. Yes, because
1: he's. Can he- we
0: talk about Brian Austin Green for a second? <sighs> oh my god. Oh, my God. Brian Austin Green I'm is just so as sorry. beautiful as he was when he was in the 90s. Yes. Brian Austin Green, in this version, is married to Lala Anthony.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I know,
0: who plays his wife, and they have kids, and she's like a famous singer. Mm-hmm. And so he, Brian, is living in the shadow of his famous pop star wife.
1: Uh, so he's
0: getting into this reboot to, like,
1: reclaim his name. Oh, I wonder if that's because he he was attached to Megan Fox for so
0: long I think he still is they have their three babies together oh. and I think they're on again off again forever hmm. anyway you guys I know way too much both on and off camera of like the 90210 cast. did they
1: bring off a- Ian Ziering's Dancing with the Stars stint
0: no they didn't but Ian Ziering is back on you could just tell he's like a conceited son of a bitch <laughs> And I am so
1: He's been in Sharknado. He did six Sharknados.
0: I am so here for it, guys. The whole fucking train wreck. (laughs) I am here for all of it. Are we going to get
1: some Tiffany Amber Thiessen?
0: I don't know. I think that this is a limited series. Okay. I think there's only (laughs) X amount of episodes. (laughs) I mean, you know who they did bring back, though? Do you remember Emily Valentine? Who's that? She was the crazy psycho bitch with, like, the iced-out blonde hair who, like... Dated Brandon, but then, like, lit the homecoming float on fire.
1: No, I don't don't know this.
0: Anyway, now she's, like, executive producer, network producer, and, like, getting busy with Andrea Zuckerman. Oh! I know. See, I mean... Who's and the- they did have a little Carol Potter cameo, like a Mrs. Brandon Walsh cameo. Oh, okay. Who
1: um, who was, uh, how do you talk to an angel? Who was that guy? Oh, Ray
0: Pruitt? Yeah. Got it. Thank you for that song reference, yes. by the way. Um, that was Ray Pruitt. He is not on this series.
1: Oh, I would just love it if they just walked in and they were like, they hey guys. Him.
0: What was his name though in real life? Was
1: it... Uh, Chris something, right?
0: Hold vamping. Vamping, vamping while I look things up. Why don't we have an intern?
1: Uh, I really... Oh, my God. That's so... Fu- okay, now I kind of want to watch it because... Ray Pruitt,
0: actor. Google, Google, tell me who you are. Jamie Walters. Ah. Uh, yes. Jamie. Jamie Walters.
1: I want some, like, Tiffany nope. Amber Thiessen seductress drama.
0: I know. I need him back. And then Jamie Walters, like, went on to... And they, they tried to give him, like, a... I'm in a cool band, 90210 spinoff. And yeah. And like that didn't land because I remember I read an article with him once where he said like he would try to be like out there playing shows and people would hold up signs that said, stop beating up Donna. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Sorry,
0: abusive boyfriend. Yes. You don't get to have a hot music career now. Anyway, um, y'all, BH90210. Okay. If you just want, like, a good summer train wreck (laughs) that's, like, low-key kind of genius brilliant, but also awful and tacky in equal measure, then I want you to sit down. And get BH90210. And get into some BH90210. Okay. And rant. Okay. (laughs) Because seriously, I could talk about it for, like, another hour. And I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wanna leave you with some snippet of mm, yes, discovery. Yes. Anyway. Um, talk to me about a black lady sketch show.
1: Oh my god. A black lady sketch show. Um new new show on um HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh created by well one co-created by Robin. I think it's Theed or Theedy. Um and I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but basically, it's four main women, um, and it's exactly what it is. It's like uh, the entire writers' room, uh, the producer, director are all black women, mm-hmm. and doing, <laughs> doing sketches that are basically about like black lady culture so smart and it's so smart and it's very it's funny and um i kind of got into it with a friend who was like you know "Ah, i didn't really you know i didn't really like this week's and i was like well i don't think it's for you i don't think it's for us so as long as you know the people who it's for like it then that's great but because there are definitely things that i don't get or understand but that's also because i'm not a black lady and when i ask my uh I asked one of my friends, I said, hey, this particular thing, is that a thing that you go through? And he's like, yep, that is a, that is a black lady thing. Uh, highlights uh, in the first couple episodes, um, highlights for. Uh, oh, we're good, sorry. we're good.
0: My computer just freaked out, sorry.
1: Um, things in uh, in the black lady sketch show uh, to note is that they have um, a 227. uh oh, so good. <laughs> a, a 227 like reboot, which they do. They do uh, the basic ball, (laughs) oh my god! (laughs) Which is uh, Bob the drag queen as as uh, um, as a boy announcing the basic ball, and it's it's just some really it's there's some really thoughtful, really fun things going Mm. on there.
0: They're fun, and one of the things that I read about it was that it was originally called the Black Lady Sketch Show, Mm -hmm. and then the creators decided to change the pronoun or change the article to. Um, a black lady sketch show because they didn't want to be the only one. They wanted to open the door to several and to many. And I think that alone is such a gesture of like holding each other up and being inclusive and saying welcome to the party and come and do this with us.
1: Um, And they don't want to be, they don't want to... Uh, I feel like as, by changing the article to it's like they're not speaking for all Black women. This mm-hmm. is a very this is the Black lady experience. You're yeah, saying
0: this is one Black lady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This
1: is a Black lady experience. Mm-hmm. This is the Black lady experience. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So it's really I, I I enjoy it, and I and just got renewed for season two. Yeah. So awesome. I hope we get more. Uh, more to look forward to. Did you to. see
0: the Patty LaBelle sketch? Uh, yes. We're my backup singers! <laughs> <laughs> like every fucking breakup, Patty LaBelle shows up. <laughs> <The best. laughs> to get you through it? So the best.
1: Oh, okay. man.
0: So good. Um, just like really, really smart moments in there. Love it. So fun. Um, also, also about the black lady experience... Dear White People.
1: Ah, yes. Season three. <laughs> Season three, Justin Simeon, uh, Netflix, obviously, mm-hmm. were, were for
0: the first two seasons of Dear White People were like
1: were, so yeah.
0: groundbreaking and and so smart and really gripping.
1: Yeah. And the style is very it's also very stylistic. Super stylistic. Which if yeah. you um if you watch the film Dear White People, mm-hmm. it's also very it's still very much in that. Um, in that style as well too and I feel like in season th- season three what's really giving me life are all of the fake shows that they watch on the TV uh-huh.
0: yes <laughs> like the knockoff handmaid's tale the knockoff
1: handmaid's tale the knockoff queer, guy, uh, queer yes. eye yes um, and what was the
0: other one isn't there another
1: um, like I a have- real
0: housewives or no no.
1: Probably, but they, they did like a knockoff scandal in season yes, two. Uh-huh. And um, they also are really referential, at least in the first episode of season three, where they talk about like, uh, like some third season of a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and I have to say that I do like where we're taking the characters in season three. Like I do like how it's changed up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's definitely a different show. It's mm-hmm. a different tone. They're setting things up differently. Um, it's never explicit in the film that Lionel is gay. Yeah. So I love that they were able to bring that out to really because, go there. To too. really go mm-hmm. there and because the, getting li- on it exactly because Lionel is supposed to be the surrogate for Justin Simeon, who mm-hmm. wrote everything and um, who created the show. So I feel like seeing that. Is really cool and being able to identify with that. Um, best One of the best episodes of television was in season two. And uh, I, I, I really hope that they can end it with, like, everybody, like, leaving the school. But mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm about halfway through season three. Right
1: as now. am I. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but I do... Um, there are some really interesting reveals right in the first episode, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's really it's really smart how they're playing with the different politics. Blair Underwood
0: is on the season. I know
1: Blair Underwood, Giancarlo Esposito. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, a <laughs> Wendy Raquel Robinson mm-hmm. in a role that is like very understated compared to what she's done in the past mm-hmm. um, and brilliant. Cause, you know, she she's good. It's just she's never been given the opportunity, yeah. I feel, to actually be a person and not a character. Yeah. So. Yeah. Love it. There you go. Good.
0: Yeah. So we'll um, one day we'll get around to finishing season three. Yes,
1: and then we will just blurb it and, and yeah, we'll hopefully it. you know hopefully it gets renewed for. I, I don't want to continue past four. That's the thing, is that some shows they mm, need to just they, be yeah.
0: Like where does it stop and where's the the closing chapter? Exactly.
1: Right? Where's yeah. is it? Dear white people, the new cast,
0: <laughs> right? I know the new class, um, but dear white people literally is written in chapters.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: there needs to be an end chapter. Yeah. Eventually, we'll get there. Um, on Netflix as well, Tiffany Haddish. They ready? They ready? Now Here's what's fucking genius about this Mm -hmm. and here's what's so gracious about Tiffany Haddish is that like she said from the get that when she makes it she's gonna take all the people that she thought were brilliant with her that she's gonna like bring you up with me you know Um, and that's exactly what she did in this series so she gives platform like solely using her name she gives platform and voice to all of these amazing female comics or female identifying comics who have been out there in the game for so long uh, and not having any kind of name recognition, certainly not the kind of name recognition that Tiffany Haddish does. So she brought them up with her and, like, gave them each their own half hour in this Netflix series. And she does, like, a real short intro at the beginning and talks a little bit about, like, this is where I know this person from this is how many times I've seen this person perform and they're amazing. And I'm so excited for you to get to know who this person is. And then they come out, they do their set. At the end, there's like big, big hugs and so much love. Uh, And it's just such a celebration of like women holding up other women.
1: They, uh, I think it was Flame Monroe who uh-huh. said, she came back for me. Like, yeah. she said she was going to come back for us, and she did. And she came back. Because so many people say, we'll come back for you. Uh-huh. And she didn't, you know, and and that's the thing I like about Tiffany Haddish, too, is that she is one who proudly reps where she's from, yeah. where she comes. That that's a part of what made her, and she's very grateful to that, and this is a way for her to do that. Mm-hmm. Any standouts for you? Flame Monroe. Oh yeah, well Flame Monroe for sure.
0: Straight up, um,
1: Ida Rodriguez uh-huh. and um, the fir- oh, and Shante um, Wayans. Yeah, uh, absolutely.
0: I mean, all of them for different reasons. You yeah, know, like for they very all different have reasons. Really great sets. Like really, really smart. I think Flame Monroe specifically stood out for me because she's a trans woman because she talks about her experience. In both drag and identifying as trans and having children who like how confusing that is. Like her set was just so honest and raw and like it was so enlightening.
1: And it wasn't like, the thing I liked about it too was it wasn't a cookie cutter.
0: no. Not like, at all. it
1: wasn't a cookie cutter because it that's that's people when people are involved, it's messy, yeah, and it's like yeah she's you know she's trans, she identifies as a woman, but then you know it, it, <laughs> you you figure that there are points where she like is a man, and then you know all of these things, and uh-huh. it's just so it, it there's no one way to be one thing,
0: yeah yeah exactly and like just again kudos to Tiffany Haddish for like coming back for everyone you know yeah and for bringing them with her
1: I hope we get a second season
0: yeah and I feel like you know if she has her way she's gonna continue to put her name on things and do it her way
1: oh I think she she, I think she has a um, a Russell Simmons type of mogul mentality about her because she's she doesn't know how to not hustle Mm -hmm. and I feel like I feel like her brand is that Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's more coming. So I'm very curious. I I like where she's going. Oh, totally.
0: Totally. I love her more in this platform than I do as an actress in like the rom-coms and things like that. Like The Kitchen is out right now and it got really poorly reviewed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know that I've seen Tiffany Haddish in a movie and been like, who is that? She's amazing. I need to know who that is. But like, when I see her being honest in stand up, that's where I'm like, who is that? I want to know her story in like her book, in her audio book, in her stand up. Like, that's where she's making her mark, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. are your standouts?
1: um Ida Rodriguez yeah um Flay Monroe mm-hmm. uh Shantae Wayans um the first woman too because she like the thing is like they were all doing um they were all doing comedy like we, we've we been doing comedy for 15 years yeah. 10 years 20 years and it's all just the like, all, all
0: the yeah. college circuits all the college
1: circuits and they're just like because it shows like what it's like to be a, a working comedian uh-huh. uh Tracy Ashley is the yes. first one mm-hmm. um what it's like to be a working comedian and why why you can make a living doing it it's just you there there's things that you never even thought that like like the college circuit's a whole thing cruise ships are a whole thing mm-hmm. um you know corporate gigs all of that stuff is how comedians like go and they make their money it's not SNL primarily it's not getting big on a show or whatever and these are you know these are female women who are Female women, <laughs> female, female identified women. people mm-hmm. who are uh, who are showing that yeah, you can do this. It will be a hustle, mm-hmm. but you know you just got to keep going at it. And if but it's the what payoff you're... is there, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You just it's a commitment to an art.
0: Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, taking a hard left, hard scooter left into true crime. Um, I'm going to talk about Mind Hunter. Season two. Have you watched Mindhunter Season um, f- one.
1: Uh, I watched all the way up until um, they interview that killer in Santa Cruz, and then I stopped watching because okay. it was a lot.
0: Uh
1: huh. It's a lot. I I also Are you like a little
0: scaredy cats as the crime nerd. No.
1: No, I mean I just like you know I watch a lot of horror already, yes. <laughs> so yeah. like it's also like for some reason I just can't st- I don't like Finchers direction mm. <laughs> in in it, at least in the episodes I was like it's just so dark mm-hmm. and I I put it on for um I got my mother into it because she's a retired forensic scientist mm-hmm. so and she's like you know been to Quantico for training and mm-hmm. stuff so, and this is uh, an aspect of her training yeah. that uh that I feel like she would appreciate so yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Jonathan Groff. Don't okay. get me wrong. I know. I'll watch Jonathan Groff do anything, but...
0: So, Mindhunter... Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it last year. Uh, I don't think we did. I don't think we did. No. Mindhunter is about the division of the FBI that, that was able to psychologically, like, put... Uh, a name on what it means to be a serial killer. So they were like the psychology division of Quantico that, that analyzed people who did multiple murders um, and evaluated like what it was. And they coined the term serial killer. Um, And so studying the psychology behind these killers and what made them do it and the patterns behind it and collecting trophies and uh, revisiting bodies or, or where they buried or where they killed and things like that. um, It's, Really gross and trippy and weird. Uh, season one was fucking brilliant. Uh, season two gets into the BTK killer, uh-huh. mm-hmm. the bind torture kill, and also the um, the murders of the Atlanta children's killer, mm. the Atlanta mm-hmm. children's killer. Um, so little black boys and girls of black boys of color were disappearing in Atlanta, and. Um, and there was a killer on the loose and nothing was being done about it and whatever until the FBI finally got involved into it. So it like very subtly touches on like, you think that the whole season you're talking about the BTK killer, but it's really like about these children disappearing and oh God, Oh my God. Anyway, I was home from work, uh, sick for a day and I watched the whole season in a day and it did things to my head. It was trippy. <laughs> to kind of take that much in in one day, but it's really good. And if true crime is your thing, then that's that's a real good series to be yeah. watching. Yeah, His Mind brother. Hunter. Mind Hunter. Jonathan Groff is amazing.
1: Yeah, I do like him. This is the voice. <laughs> this is the voice of christoph everybody. It
0: is the voice of christoph. um He's in Spring Awakening and King George and all of that. So if you're a Broadway person, I mean,
1: he doesn't sing.
0: He does right? not sing in Mindhunter. He
1: just is an actor. He just
0: performs the hell out of creepy, creepy, creepy quantico FBI agents. He's amazing. No. Amazings. Um, okay, I have two more shows I want to get to and then Let's do it. and then we have to talk about glitter sports. Go. Okay. The two shows I want to talk about are as follows Four Weddings and a Funeral, and The Righteous Gemstones. Okay. Have you seen either of these? No. Okay. So real quick, I'm gonna break it down for you.
1: Righteous Gemstones, I want to see.
0: Righteous Gemstones is on HBO. I think that there are three episodes out now. Okay. Um, John Goodman mm-hmm. is in it, and
1: Adam <laughs> Devine. Adam
0: Devine is in it. Danny McBride is in it. Um, Edie Patterson. It so this family called the Gemstones mm-hmm. and they're just like a mega, mega, mega rich church conglomerate family. Like the founders of the mega church in, I think it's Texas. Probably. Um, And it's, Oh God, it's so smart and it's so good and it's so funny and so wrong. And it's just like, love Jesus, but grease my palm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's so, Good and John Goodman is brills. For real, brills.
1: Oh, yeah. I've seen the trailer and I'm like, okay, this looks like a lot of fun.
0: It's so much fun and it's so wrong. Oh, and then um, Dermot Mulroney has a a cameo in that. Yeah, like. Not Dylan McDermott? Wait.
1: But Dermot Mulroney?
0: Dylan McDermott. Wait, is am a, I getting it, them confused?
1: That's a that's an SNL um, <laughs> that's an SNL Hold reference.
0: Derm- I want to get this right though because
1: <laughs> there's an there's an SNL sketch uh, called uh, Dylan. It's a game show where it's Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney, and they ask a guy like, "Is this Dylan McDermott or is it Dermot Mulroney?" It's
0: Dermot Mulroney. Okay. okay. So Dermot Mulroney is in it, and the reason I bring him up is because he is also in. Four Weddings and a Funeral.
1: Oh, he's the he's the link.
0: He is the connective tissue in which I am talking about these two shows. You're welcome. There it is. Okay. Um, so Four Weddings and a Funeral is on Hulu. This is Mindy Kaling's creation. This is a series, a 10-episode series. Um, and the first four episodes were released uh, on, the, like, the same day. And then it's been an episode a week since. Um you do not have to have seen the original movie in the well, that's good. the 90s to enjoy this series. Basically, it's like Mindy Kaling's love letter to everything rom-com and love stories and, you know, all of the clichés of ro- romantic comedies, but in a way that um, tells these stories with characters that we know and see now in real life. You know Mm, what I mean? mm, mm. Through, like, the vehicles of, like, reality television, characters of color, um, through Hindu culture, through, um, you know, Americans living abroad. Uh, So there's just a lot of lovely little nuggets of, like, oh, I knew that person when I was in college. You know? Or like, that was my best friend, too. Okay, I get it. Or, like, oh, I've been in that wedding, you know? Um, but it touches on things like, you know, um, like arranged marriages and love matches. And uh, it's just... It's darling. And it's lovely. And they're, like, full-hour episodes every week. Um, and there are four weddings and a funeral over the 10 episode arc. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So it's good. It's definitely worth watching. It's definitely like sweet little stories you want to hear while, you know, you're eating dinner or whatever. It's, it's good. Okay. Okay.
1: Is that my homework?
0: I think it is. Okay. I'm going to give you that homework because I think it's homework you'll really enjoy.
1: Yeah. Because it's, it's a rom-com. Like, it's a rom-com. I, I love a rom-com.
0: It's not going to take up a shit ton of brain space. A year ago,
1: I came out as loving rom-coms. So, you, you know. You sure did. Yeah.
0: Remember, you said it right here and now. Yeah. I was like, yes. I love rom-coms. So, I want you to own that love of rom-coms. And I will, okay. Yeah.
1: You want to report that? When then? did we
0: talk about it? Was it during that, like... Was it To All the Boys I've Loved Before? It
1: It was was To All the Boys I've Loved Before and I think Crazy Rich Asians because that was also August.
0: (laughs) But it was also, there was another one called like, was it oh was set it set it up or something or oh the Lucy set Lute it up Diggs yes it one. was yes <laughs> were we talking about that like bad romantic comedy that you know we both watched and we were like it Whatever. was
1: uh, that that summer was a great one because it was yeah. set it up yeah. it was to all the boys yeah. um it was crazy rich asians yeah. and it was alex strange love which uh-huh. was yes yeah. oh yeah i know
0: see I clocked you There you Ooh, go She clocked I me I sure did So now you need to get your We'll, we'll be talking
1: about To All the Boys too, Which is coming we out very will. soon We
0: will soon um, But until then I yes. want you to watch The Four okay. Weddings And a funeral Alright I believe that you will enjoy okay. I also believe that I know who you will have A sexual crush on
1: I think I've seen the cast and I think it's the tall white guy With the glasses right <laughs> Because he's on he's on Search Party.
0: Yes. And... <laughs>
1: and Stranger Things.
0: And is he on Stranger
1: Things? He plays one of the deputies on Stranger Things.
0: Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, yes. And I believe you will have a sexual crush on another person. Oh. I know. You and your sexual feelings. Te-
1: uh, tune in next time. Tune in next time. To see who Joe I have a many sexual crush on. Yes.
0: Who is your sexual crush? Um. Okay. So... Glitter sports. <laughs> Listeners, well, are you ready? Well,
1: go do your do the one that you do, and then we'll do the one that we do. Okay.
0: Okay. Just a real quick, just a real quick cap on da. <laughs> because remember that difference.
1: That's true. <laughs> so you think
0: you can dance da-da-da-da,
1: <laughs> Oh no, I don't. I've never seen But dancing with
0: the stars is <laughs> <laughs> Da-da-da. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So there's a palpable difference, clearly. Yes. Um, okay. So So You Think You Can Dance is happening now. We are, I believe, approaching like the top four. Now here's Oh, okay. Yeah, like it's it's it it's, a show, right? it's a summer show, right? Summer season, always a summer season. Here's the bullshit of it though. Ah! <laughs> the bullshit is that they had like ten weeks or something right, of the show, and they spent half of it on auditions. Oh. So, like, there were five weeks of episodes of just audition cities.
1: Is that is that... Has that happened before?
0: I mean, they usually do a couple of weeks of auditions.
1: But not half the season. And then get
0: into the live shows, right? Yeah. No, it was, like, half the season of auditions, then the academy training, then an episode where they selected the top five girls, then an episode where they selected the top five boys. Then we got into the live shows. So by the time you get to live shows, there's only like five live shows.
1: Oh, that's and really weird. it feels
0: really short. Like it feels like we are short-changed because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some amazing dancers this season. Travis Wall choreographed an amazing piece about gun violence um, that went viral for a while. It was floating around on there on, on the Facebook Um, there's some amazing, amazing uh, talent on the show, of course, this year. I was pulling for the tapper, for the sweet little nerdy boo tapper named Eddie, and spoiler alert, Eddie got eliminated (laughs) right away. Way to let me down, Eddie. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry. I I believe in you as a tapper. I hear you. I honor you. Uh, But...
1: For all the tappers. But,
0: (laughs) I mean, I was pulling for you. What the fuck? Anyway. um, So So You Think You Can Dance. We're coming up literally, like, if not this week, next week, I think, is the final.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So it, like,
0: flew by really, really fast. Yeah. With that being over, thank fucking God. Yes. We have our Glitter Sports back.
1: Oh, man.
0: Josephine, take it away. So
1: you think you can dance? Well... You know who thinks they can dance?
0: You know who does?
1: The newest celebrities on and
0: Dancing with the Stars. Season number 5,249.
1: <laughs> yes. Dancing with the Stars, 2047.
0: Ba-ba-bum. 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 All right. All right. Tell us who they are. Oh, Jesus. The Hold celebrities, on. I have them right here. Do you want me to read them?
1: I would love you to read them because okay. I did not, like an amateur, put them up on my screen. How dare
0: you? Okay, here we go. The celebrities featured on... <laughs> the celebrities featured in this season, 5,429, are... Karamo Brown of Queer Eye. Yes. Yes, and we've talked about Karamo at length. Here. Ooh, with Jenna. Oh, I didn't know that the party, the oh, partner. It's on. It's on.
1: Um, it's on Wikipedia.
0: Sexy. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you the person.
1: And and you know I care about the dancers. You tell me the, the troupe. Dancer. Okay. <laughs> okay. You
0: tell me who they're partnered with. Okay.
1: This is a perfect match because this is it's why like we're friends. Really. You like the celebrities, and I'm all like, Is it? Is it Alan? Is yeah. it Gleb? And I'm
0: like, I don't know which one that is. <laughs> who is that? Got it. Okay. All right. So, Karamo was partnered with who?
1: Karamo is partnered with Jenna Johnson, and Jenna um, is very much the Latin. Um, she was, <laughs> she was Adam Rapons partner
0: Scooby Doo, pop, pop.
1: She was Scooby Doo, pop, pop. She was the bit, you know, eyes wide open, like you know. She was
0: responsible for the she racist was, dance.
1: Exactly. She was for responsible. the racist
0: Scooby Doo, pop, pop dance. Scooby Doo, pop, pop. Jenna, do yes. better. Do better with Karamo, because Karamo will not stand for your racist bullshit.
1: No. Okay. No. He I hope he calls her out. That. He will. I hope he gives her a come to Jesus. He will.
0: He'll be like, listen, you can't pull that Adam Rapon bullshit with me. No. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. So we have Karamo. Then okay. we have Kate Flannery of The Office.
1: Which is not listed in the Wikipedia page.
0: Who did Kate Flannery play on The
1: Office? Um, I don't know because I don't watch The Office.
0: Kate, hold on. She had red hair. Vamp, 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 vamp. She
1: had red hair. She's a character actress who's been in a lot of things.
0: Kate Flannery, hold on, I'm gonna tell you. She had red hair. (laughs) She
1: had red hair. She She has like a Karen from Finance Face. She played the role
0: of Meredith Palmer Mm -hmm. on The Office. Yes,
1: she has not, her person has not been released yet.
0: Okay. Because there's
1: only, they're not, I think they have, so this is a partial list that's on. um, Okay. That's on the. I have the
0: full list.
1: A partial list of the. Of the partners.
0: Got it. I have the full list of contestants. Yes. You only have selected partners. Yes. Cool. Okay. Hannah Brown, the Bachelorette.
1: Which apparently she was a terrible bachelorette. She was a what? Apparently she was a terrible bachelorette.
0: Oh, was she? Maybe apparently, I,
1: I don't know. I don't watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette.
0: Maybe she'll be a terrible dancer, too.
1: Well, we'll see because she is with Alan, my man, my love. Ooh, is
0: Alan the one that falls in love with social media? With girl? social media girl. Are, is he still with social media girl? Uh, you
1: know what? We'll find out, I won't feel like we? I need to find that out. I need out right to find that
0: now. out. Okay. You should know this about your boy, is Alan.
1: Alan on? I, I stopped. I had to stop following him on Instagram okay, because so it was getting unnatural. Listeners,
0: sevens of listeners, if you were not in, in on this conversation, when I would break down Dancing with the Stars for 40-minute segments... <laughs> Alan was partnered with social media girl last season. Uh, we still don't we still don't know, her, still name, don't know her name, <laughs> but she was only famous for social media reasons. Whatever bullshit, bullshit, and they wound up totally getting busy in the middle of the season, and then ABC totally capitalized on their like, let's French and let's kiss and and do you have feelings for me and I do, and it was wildly uncomfortable to watch. It was far too intimate for cameras to be present. Anyway.
1: I don't think so. Okay. You don't
0: think they're together anymore. I don't think they're anymore? together anymore. So, Alan, you get to move in on Hannah Brown, the Bachelorette, yes. next.
1: You're in that. You're in with the Bachelorette. There you go.
0: All right. Next up, we have Lauren Elena, country singer.
1: Lauren Elena. As long
0: as she's not a Bobby Bones, I don't give a
1: fuck. <laughs> she is with Gleb. Gleb. Gleb Savchenko. Okay. Um, Gleb Savchenko. He did. Um, oh my God. She was on. Um, the, his her his partner was on One Tree Hill, and it was the it was the Argentine Tango that was like I want it on nobody else. They were like rain falling down. <laughs> <laughs> Are you laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about? <laughs>
0: It was such a silly. It Can't keep my hands to myself,
1: and it was loving
0: because you are such a screaming queen <laughs> that you know the exact song.
1: Because oh, it was yes, a beautiful, I, it was a beautiful tango. She was injured. I it was.
0: Hear you. The I rain honor was coming you. down. I love it. <laughs> I love that you are this gay about your ballroom dance.
1: Close of eye, not of head.
0: <laughs> Shake of head, eyebrow raise.
1: Yes. So right. and Gleb Savchenko also like is an underworld model so
0: well you know. yeah so look I, him up okay I I just did what up Gleb go to Gleb hey Gleb all right next up James Vanderbeek
1: James is he also is like his his partner's TBA. Okay. So, uh, not it's not on Wikipedia yet. Okay, but his partner's TV TBA. Right.
0: The Beak James Vander Beek also has like seventeen children.
1: He, yeah, he has a ton of children. That's why he he's does. working still. I know, right? got to keep I all know. these people. He
0: was recently on season one of Pose. Yes, uh, he was.
1: was, and
0: so like he is not completely irrelevant. No, <laughs> he is still with us very much to this day. Yes, um, but he was best on known for Dawson.
1: Best known for Dawson in recent years as Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Forty in Apartment Twenty Three. Oh, that's pla- right. Yeah, he yeah, played yeah, a yeah. fictionalized version of himself. That's
0: right. That's right. Okay. Um, next up, we have Ray Lewis, former NFL linebacker. Sports. <laughs>
1: Yes. Uh, controversial choice. Why? Um, because I think Ray Lewis has... Um, I think Ray Lewis has some Me Too things in his past.
0: Ray Because Lou- Ray Lewis
1: and Lewis. another contestant who we haven't named yet. Um, oh, yeah. Are some things. I think some domestic issues with his...
0: I mean, is it a gross generalization for me to say that a lot of I, NFL mm, players have exactly. domestic abuse issues. Well,
1: his partner, Cheryl Burke.
0: <laughs> Wait, that was, he's partnered with Cheryl Burke.
1: He's partnered with Cheryl Burke.
0: Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> well, and like she was partnered with a former athlete mm-hmm. who was also like abusive, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't say also cause we don't know that about Ray Lewis yet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but that's Allegedly. a controversy. That's
1: one of the controversial picks of this season.
0: Okay. Good to so. know if it's a controversial pick of the season. I am making gross generalizations, <laughs> for which I apologize until I know more. Sorry. Okay. Um, Allie Brooke, who is a singer...
1: Brook, yes, from Fifth Harmony.
0: Oh. Yes.
1: So remember... So she's gonna
0: shake it. She'll be good. She'll
1: be shaking it. But she shakes it in like a choreo sense. And yes. she is basically going the Normani route because remember Normani... Who was Normani? Uh, Normani Corday, she was on Dancing with the Stars as well too. And she, I think, was one of the finalists. But I forget who her partner was. I want to say it was Val. Um but normani uh also did dancing with the stars and then like you know she has basically what's known as the song of the summer uh right now like oh. so i feel like she's and that was like right when uh camila cabello uh-huh. got out
0: people also criticized like this this pick for dancing with the stars mm-hmm. Reminds me a lot of when Nicole Scherzinger was chosen. Yeah. People were like, no, she's a Pussycat Doll. She already knows how to dance. Heather Morris, Uh who
1: was Beyonce's backup dancer and was partnered with with Alan.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Um, I I did love how Len read Heather Morris and was like, that was not really a salsa. It was more of a hip hop thing. Yes.
0: Yes. And I was like, "Yes, you guys, listeners, stay tuned, if <laughs> only just for Len impressions from Joe, and for yes, Bruno, and for Bruno,
1: because I can't do Carrie Ann. Like, uh, I'm, I'm certain she will come for me. She will. Um, she, she will. Uh, but
0: for the Len and Bruno recaps alone, I, it's worth it. I really hope it's really that." Worth it.
1: Um, I really hope that over the next couple months as Dancing with the Stars, uh, DWTS uh-huh. to the insiders, uh-huh. I really hope that they see like an uptick in, in viewers mm-hmm. because of us. Because I feel
0: like they owe us. <laughs> At least I feel like, so my dream, and I'm putting it out there, Art Time listeners. In the universe. If anyone has connections, <laughs> and I feel like three of you might. Yes. I'm going to say three. Three
1: of the sevens. Three might. of the
0: seven and you know who you are. Josephine and I need to get to a live taping of Dancing with the Star. Hell
1: yeah, we want to be those awkward people behind Tom Bergeron. We need and to be Aaron those Andrews. people who are
0: clapping on one and three.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we need to be those people standing next yes. to like the family of the NFL. Player. I want to be
0: standing next to like one of the weird Kardashian Jenner sister brothers, whatever. Exactly. I want to be like yes, yes, yeah. So. There you have it, listeners. So
1: we want to be... We have set that task for you. We want to be in it.
0: Make that happen. There it is. Um, Speaking of a Kardashian being in the audience, Uh, Lamar
1: Odom. Lamar Odom.
0: Lamar Odom. I would would venture a guess to say that Khloe Kardashian might go and support Lamar Odom. Maybe. As he dances on the floor. In which case, Joe and I would be behind Khloe. (laughs) Like, awkwardly... Waving.
1: This is normal. And, like, this is
0: normal that I'm <laughs> sitting behind a Kardashian. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, according to Wikipedia, Lamar's uh, <laughs> Lamar's partner is Peta Murgatroyd. Peta. Which I haven't seen Peta in a while, so I'm glad that she's back. Okay. Yes. So famously, Lamar, the, the wife straight of had, uh, Maxim.
0: Straight up had like a big... Like medical episode, yeah. Recently, right.
1: So we'll see.
0: Drugs, etc. Breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. So. so
1: we'll see how that happens. Because can you can you wait for his uh, most memorable oh year dance?
0: <laughs> again, again, listeners, I'm going to remind you of the fact that the second the show starts, <laughs> the moment a ballroom step happens, I immediately start crying. <laughs> And I don't know why. So, again, if there are any psychologists who listen to this, please tell me what's going on with me. Um, But yeah, my most memorable year, kill me dead. I will die. I can't and I'm, I'm there for it. Okay.
1: Exactly. Like uh, just because, and here's the thing, listener, if you have no idea what it is that we're talking about, oh, you need to get on the train because we like, this could it easily just, be a dancing with the stars podcast. I mean, it, it really it could. could,
0: but also <laughs> like we're watching dancing with the stars with the same morbid fascination that we're watching BH 90210.
1: <laughs> yes. Like, with the same morbid fascination of mind hunters. Yes, like, like
0: <laughs> why do I enjoy this? Why am I watching this? And why am I dedicating an hour of my evening to watching this? (laughs) Because we need to talk about it.
1: Why do I need to watch your most memorable? If your most memorable year is the year that you lost your father, and then you're going to do a rumba to butterfly kisses.
0: Um, Okay. What? (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) What? It's so insane. It's like, I'm going to honor my dad. You're going to
0: honor your father with like the most sexual dance ever? Then no.
1: I just made that up, but it's probably happened. But (laughs)
0: I'm certain it has. It's creepy. Okay. Okay. Next up on the roster is Kel Mitchell of Cuban yes. and Kel.
1: Kale Mitchell. Yes. His partner is Whitney Carson. Okay. Yes. Oh, which I love Whitney because yeah, she, she is basically like Whitney's she, like,
0: I'm married. <laughs> I ain't got no sexual tension with no one. We're good. Exactly.
1: Bye. I'm young. I'm fun. Yeah, you know. Here I am. She, she I bet there's gonna be a lot of like age jokes because she's like one of the younger people and the cat uh-huh. and the dancers. Uh-huh. And you know, do you know who Kale Mitchell is? No. I know who Keenan is, so yeah. that's probably be a joke. Probably. So yes.
0: Okay. I'm going to hold on the next contestant, but I'm going to come back to that. Uh, Christy Brinkley Mm -hmm. is on here. The original Uptown Girl. (laughs) Y'all.
1: The current Roxy on Broadway.
0: First of all, (laughs) I am waiting for that cha-cha-cha to Uptown Girl. You know it's going to happen. It's going to be the first.
1: It's going to be the first dance. It's (laughs) going to fucking
0: happen. And also, what's her daughter's name? Alexa Ray Joel, Alexa. Oh, I don't Alexa, know. Yeah, down east Alexa. Alexa Ray Joel, she, the daughter of Billy Joel and Christy Brinkley, she will be in that audience. <laughs> and we will be standing behind on her. her. Mother, and we will be sitting behind her. <laughs> or like catty cornered behind her three rows up. And I'll be like, she's related to Billy Joel. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, Christy Brinkley is gonna cha 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 to Uptown Girl. Can you imagine? I am gonna be so fucking here for it. I will call Joe screaming like a hyena. <laughs>
1: when it actually happens, when it'll be it happens, dancing the cha cha cha. Christy Brinkley, her uh, partner is Val Schmurkowski. <gasps> oh, that's a good partner. That's a good partner. Am I
0: in it for Christy Brinkley this
1: year? I mean, who
0: it's was Val? It's early to call, but if Val is in it.
1: And Val was Tanya Harding's partner, right? No, Val was, um, Val, I think Val was, st- no, he wasn't, ta- Sasha was Tanya Harding's yes, partner. Yes, that is correct. Yes. So Val, um, famously. Val uh um Lori Hernandez's partner, uh, the yes. gymnast, famously. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: then Val's brother is the Max. asshole Chmierkovsky. Yes, he's he is
1: not listed. Max
0: is no longer on the show, right?
1: No. Okay. Well, someone's got to be with the baby, and Pita's P- yeah. okay. his wife, so. We know way too much about these people. So many
0: things about dancers. (laughs) Okay, so Christy Brinkley with Val. That's going to happen. Now, bringing in the old guard. Yeah. (laughs) We have Mary Wilson, the original, one of the original members of the Supremes.
1: Yes. Not yet. Not yet. Here
0: for it. But I'm here for it. Yes. You know she's going to, like, get down to, like, a a solid step touch, <laughs> a la Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> she's going to have a good step touch going on, but she'll, like, have soul in it. Like, she'll be good. I'm here for it. I really, like, I want to see her
1: with, like... <laughs> What's his name? Keo.
0: Oh, yes. But
1: but like, she's not listed on the okay. he she doesn't have one yet. But like, okay. a Keo or a Brandon, uh-huh. uh, who is one of the newer ones. Uh-huh. Um, Or like, let's just take it all the way back. Let's go like Corky Ballas.
0: Okay. <laughs> yes. Where is Corky Ballas? Where is
1: Derek Huff? Where's Derek bring Huff? Bring Where's Mark back, Ballas? Bring back,
0: yes. <laughs> We are gesturing all over this. <laughs> Let's space go all the way right back. Where's
1: Louis Van Amstel? <laughs>
0: Joe and I are snatching the air. I wish that you could see what we are doing. We are we, so
1: gay for this right now. We need
0: the glitter sports so bad. Okay, listeners, here is the biggest controversial pick of the season it is Sean Spicer, mm-hmm. former White House press secretary,
1: <sighs> and man concerned with crowds.
0: Uh huh. To uh, our d in office right now. Yes, and to, the, so, to the
1: Cheeto-in-chief.
0: So, do we know who he's partnered with yet? Yes. Who?
1: It's Lindsay. Lindsay Arnold. She was the partner. She was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's partner.
0: Oh. And
1: she also, she was the one who like, she came in third, then she came in second, and then she won. Um, she was also the pitcher of the Cubs. She was his partner.
0: Uh-huh. As well. Oh, uh, yeah. She's like a baby baby. She's really young. Yeah, really young. She's too young to know better. Yeah. <laughs> she is too young to be, um, I shouldn't say that she's too young to be political because she's not, and that's a really unfair statement. But I wonder. I wonder. I wonder where she stands politically if she is has to dance and literally touch bodies with Sean Spicer. Yeah. So Tom Bergeron, you want to talk about that?
1: So Tom Bergeron, um, and the thing is, is that like I heard it only in passing, so I'm not exactly. So Wendy's gonna look it up right now uh-huh. <laughs> to see what's going on. But Tom Bergeron kind of came out and said that he he had some really vocal things to say about specifically uh, Mr. Sean Spicer being on this season of Dancing with the Stars, um, and kind of all of that that goes along with it. Um, yeah, because he is he is. <sighs> You know, it's one of those things where it's like, are we trying to normalize, um, someone who basically lied to the American people for about a year and a half, almost two years? hmm Um, yeah.
0: Okay, so there's an article on CNN mm-hmm. saying, Tom Bergeron doesn't sound thrilled about the new cast of Dancing with the Stars. Um... It appears that not everyone is thrilled with the new cast of Dancing with the Stars. The show's host, Tom Bergeron, tweeted in a statement Wednesday after the new cast of contestants, which includes former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer, was announced. Bergeron wrote that during lunch with an executive producer for Dancing with the Stars, he had offered up some suggestions for season 28. Um, Oh, okay. So here is his tweet. Ready? Tell me. Okay. Tom Bergeron, some thoughts about today. Uh oh. Here we go. A few months ago, during a lunch with Dancing with the Stars' new executive producer, I offered suggestions for season 28. Chief among them was my hope that DWTS, in its return following an unprecedented year long hiatus, thank you, Tom Bergeron, is understanding our dry spell. Yeah. Okay. Would be a joyful respite from our exhausting political climate and free of inevitability. Uh, inevit- Divisive bookings from any party affiliations. Yeah. I left that lunch convinced that we were in agreement. Subsequently, and rather obviously, a decision was made, as we often say in Hollywood, to quote, "go in a different direction." Mm-hmm. It is the pejorative of the produ- is the prerogative. Sorry, the prerogative of, of the producers in partnership with the network to make whatever decisions they feel are in the best. Uh, long-term interests of the franchise. We can agree to disagree as we do now, but ultimately it's their call. I leave it to them to answer any further questions about those decisions. For me as host, I always gaze into the camera's lens and imagine you on the other side looking for a two-hour escape from whatever life hassles you've been wrestling with. That's a connection and a responsibility which I take very seriously. Even if I occasionally season even if I occasionally season it with dad jokes. There it is. Hopefully when Aaron Andrews and I look into those lenses again <laughs> on September 16th, you'll be on the other side Soon. looking back. Able to enjoy the charismatic pro dancers, the unpredictable judges, and the kitschy charm that has defined DWTS since 2005. Okay. So, so there it is. He basically said to his producers, like, this season shouldn't get political. Our yeah. viewers need a break. Yeah. And they were like, nope, let's bring on Trump's press secretary. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. crazy. Karamo's on this season.
0: Karamo's on the season. I'm really interested to see, like, the conversations that are going to happen and if there will be camaraderie in the ballroom, like, waiting room, things like that, the group dances, like, all yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. because one of the best things about this show, at least the last few seasons, has always been, they always talk about how it's such a supportive group because they're all in it together. They're not all dancers on this level. They're all going through the same things and everyone is so supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to see when you have like, I remember, I remember fall 2016 when, um, when Rick Perry was on and Tom Bergeron made a joke about like,
0: Oh my God, Bristol Palin. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: and that's the thing is that like, we're also living now. Let's, let's be clear. If people, you know, our sevens can go back to the beginning. This is the show that gave us fucking Bobby Bones Uh and America chose Uh Bobby Bones as its as its champion. Yeah. So, you know, there is, there's this interesting thing where it's like, they do have to appeal to a specific demo in the middle of the country.
0: Uh A lot of the tweets that are on, uh, to AMC about this are, are angry in the sense that like, one of them was like, seriously dancing ABC, you invited Sean Spicer. Um, and a lot of them are like, Sean Spicer is not a star. No. He is the former lying mouthpiece of an authoritarian and a racist administration. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, it's pretty clear where we stand politically, you and I. But yeah. but you're right though, like dancing with the stars reaches the entire country. And there is a middle America demographic that maybe does want to see this. I don't know. But like but glorifying and lying to the American public, putting him in sequence.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, is that, like, what are they going to focus on? Yeah. Because when they do his package on the first fucking episode, it's like, hi, I'm Sean Spicer, the most hated man in the room right now. I mean, I
0: hope that he, like, eats crow. I hope that he, like, admits to wrongdoing. If he can do that, if he can get on there and say, you know, like, I need to redeem something in myself, you know, that, like, yes, that was absolutely wrong of me. Yeah, then okay, maybe. Still not going to make me like you or root yeah. for you, but oh well.
1: He's the one who's going to do, a his most memorable year is going to be the year his children were born. It's going to be Butterfly oh, yeah. Kisses.
0: Butterfly Kisses, yes.
1: <laughs> With the-
0: Ugh, it's so gross.
1: So, yeah, so yes. stay tuned for... Stay
0: tuned, y'all, because it's coming mid-September.
1: Oh, because we're going to talk oh about it. We're
0: tear it to shreds.
1: Yes.
0: Oh, my God.
1: We're going to watch this shit live. This is appointment viewing, y'all.
0: Like Joe's going to watch me immediately tear up and choke <laughs> and gag on my tears.
1: Oh, man, we're not going to be here for it. You know what? They should make him do Scooby-Doo Pop Pop.
0: Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Cause he is he did serve in
1: the Navy. Like he was that was his whole thing was that he was That's a naval it, yeah. a naval his naval service.
0: Service to our country. Wonderful. Thank you. But then you also lied to our country. I, I
1: want like I I also like Aaron Andrews is just so delightfully awkward. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say something like, How big do you think our crowd is? Yeah,
0: right? exactly. <laughs> yeah, she might. She could go there. Yeah. Who knows? She totally could. Oh my god. Oh, my God. You guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's happening. You guys, it's happening. I'm so excited. It's going to happen. It's going to (laughs) happen. Oh, my God. Um, One of the things that I I forgot to put on the list that I feel like we have to talk about is uh, the VMAs this year. Oh, yes. I don't know why I didn't put this on our list, but Missy Elliott was given her... Video Vanguard, yeah. Video Vanguard Award, um, and she brought back... Allison Stoner, Stoner, who was little girl in her work at video, and she came back as an adult, like still crushed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, gave an
0: amazing performance. Yeah. for her video Vanguard Award, and then also Lizzo.
1: Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Everybody
0: was talking about how Lizzo just shredded that stage, like it was amazing.
1: Yeah. Did you happen to see the medley with Naughty by Nature, and that kind of ended with uh, Queen Latifah? No. Oh, Wendy! No, I'm a little shocked. Oh, yeah. Like it had Naughty by Nature, it had Wyclef, what? it had it had a Queen Latifah coming in on a motorcycle. What is
0: this for?
1: Um, I don't know what the, but I just remember like
0: what was it honoring? It was I, just.
1: I think it was just a medley because I, I don't want to say it's a specific. I don't want to say it was of a specific era either because Freddie Wap was in and he did Trap Queen.
0: Yeah. But yeah.
1: like. You had Wycliffe getting on there doing Gone to November and wow. Queen Latifah gets up there and she's in this like, you know, trench coat and mm-hmm. she's all like, i yes. <laughs> I'm like, uh. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, it was great. Yeah. I didn't watch the VMAs.
1: No, neither did the I.
0: Last The last time I watched the VMAs, the thought that kept running through my head was, who are these people and why am I 80? Yeah. And... Like when, watched the B- <laughs> like when
1: we watch the like when we watch the Billboard Music Awards.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm there now. And I'm like I don't know who these people are anymore. So like when I saw Missy Elliott like crushing it, hearing that like the bringing back of the old guard and like understanding like the roots of where the VMAs came from. Yeah, 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 I'm here for that shit. But like I can see all that online. Yeah. I don't need to be, yeah. like, watching three hours of VMAs and wanting to kill myself.
1: Yeah. I watched, I watched only those three performances mm-hmm. on YouTube the next day. Yeah. I didn't need to see anything else. I don't care about Taylor Swift. No. You know, I don't Totes. care about any of that.
0: Totes. Totally, totally. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's it. That's it. I think that's it. I think. Mm-hmm. Part of why I'm so exhausted though is because I've been in a show all month Mm -hmm. and I'm going to continue to be in this show through mid September, right up until the day before Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) So how exciting for that. Um, So Dance Nation is playing at Moxie Theater in the college area, friends. Yes. Yeah. Go see it. Um, Come and see it. It's fun. There are tickets on Gold Star and um, it's a really good show. I'm proud of it. I'm really proud of it. It was just nominated for an award. Dance Nation was a finalist for the Pulitzer yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fi- finalist for the Pulitzer Prize in drama. It's written by Claire Baron, uh, and it's about uh, the competitive nature of of girls, and uh, it's an army of preteen dancers, and um, all of them kind of coming into their own and discovering their power in different ways. And um, it has been some work this summer, so um, we dance our asses off. And the idea is that all of us are, you know, not Twelve-year-old dancers anymore. Yeah, um, but we're all being played by actors ages twenty to sixty, and so it's it's kind of like this memory of our twelve-year-old selves, and it's it's lovely, and it's beautiful, and it's funny, and raunchy as hell, and it's it's crazy. Okay, you should come see it. All right, you should come see it, Jeff.
1: Well, um, yes, of course, I well, should do come I? see it. Yeah, <laughs> but please do see it.
0: Totally, come see it. What do we have coming up? September What do we have coming up this month in September? Uh,
1: there's some things The Politician I'm the looking politician forward to The Politician is
0: coming up um,
1: I'm kind of looking forward to this new a show called The Spy on Netflix uh-huh. It has Sasha Baron Cohen uh-huh. And it's based on a true story uh, He plays a Mossad agent Yes
0: um, Yes, I heard yes. that too Yeah, yeah um, We also have another artist that we're spotting mm-hmm. That episode's coming out next week, right? I think sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> cool. Don't,
1: don't hold us. Don't hold us to that. But we're not
0: going to like set a firm, firm date, but I think but it is we coming. have that date written down somewhere. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, the artist that we're spotting is Courtney Corey, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. who has a very storied career with uh, Broadway tours and uh, is now doing really, really incredible work with young people in performance. And so, um, so that was a fun conversation. And also, she's a pretty huge mega fan of our time of the month. So
1: <laughs> she's one of the sevens.
0: She's one of the sevens for sure. And, uh, and we were excited to sit down and chat with her. So stay tuned and listen to that episode. That was fun. And she got some stories to tell. And she got then a lot of stories. Um, we have Emmys coming up at the end of this month, too. Yeah. So we're going to break down the Emmy Awards honoring excellence in television. Yes. And uh, and we'll give you an Emmys breakdown as well. Do we have a host for the Emmys this year? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Hold on. Quick. Vamping Good. and vamping while Joe looks it up. Who is the Emmy host this year? We don't know.
1: Uh, let's see. But the Emmys are on the 22nd. On the 22nd. Uh, there is no host at this time. Are it we does. just doing away
0: with hosts altogether?
1: And see in see who's hosting and hosting in the life. Emmys. Something
0: makes me want to say Seth Meyers, no?
1: Mm, I don't know. Let's no? see. Uh, when are they? Who is hosting? We don't know. The Emmy Awards will have no host this year. What? Just as the recent Oscars didn't, after Kevin Hart dropped out, uh, Fox CEO Charlie Collier announced in August that there will be no host, but that there are still a num- would be an opening number.
0: Oh. Oh my gosh. Kevin Hart, look at what you did. Yeah. Wow. But it,
1: I don't, we'll see how it goes for the Emmys. Yeah, we
0: don't mind. I don't know. I, it worked for the Oscars. Works for the Oscars. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'd like, like I said, as long as I have like a big opening number, I'm good. I'm yeah, here for which it. Which
1: there will be one. Okay. That was, they were promised.
0: We were promised. Via the quick Google search on Josephine's phone. Via the quick
1: (laughs) Google search. There was a promise (laughs) by the CEO.
0: There was a promise. We'll see if it's kept. Um, Y'all, September's going to be big. It's back to school time. It's Dancing with the Stars time. It's Emmy time. It's new shows on Netflix time. It's go see Dance Nation time.
1: It's a lot of time.
0: It's so much time. There's so many things happening this fall. And, uh, and we're here to give it to you, so...
1: Welcome to fall, everybody. Welcome
0: to fall. In, we're, we're entering the final quarter of the year.
1: Yes. Enjoy your pumpkin spice everything. Yeah.
0: Bring on the pumpkin spice, y'all. We're here for it.
1: I'm getting ready to be spooky.
0: Yeah, you are. And the next two months is going
1: to be all spooky, spooky.
0: There it is. There it is. Uh, thanks for listening, friends. And enjoy your time of the month.
1: dun 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 Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Da da da!